0: They say imitation is the biggest form of flattery. I, that was me. That was my impersonation of Ron Luce at Luce on Tap. Um, obviously, you're stuck with me tonight. We don't have Ron. We don't have Juice. We miss you guys. We're going to talk to you guys soon. We're going to do a, a full end-of-season recap here at some point coming up soon. But you're stuck with me and Tyler. Sorry for you guys. Sorry for the uh, Cubs on Tap listeners and viewers. Um I know you, you don't mind seeing Tyler, but you probably mind seeing me. But anyways, uh, we are here to break down and recap the last series of the season against the Cincinnati Reds. The Cubs ended up falling two out of three games to finish the year, but they still finished the season damn strong, and especially that last game of the year by knocking off the Reds 15-2, to an absolute slaughter. The Bats woke up. Before we get into
1: all that, Tyler, my friend, how are you doing tonight? Joey, Joey, I'm good. Uh, Wednesday. Wednesday was like the last day of school. Cincinnati was was like that kid that got bullied all year long by the big bully. Wednesday morning before the game, 59 losses. Oh, we can do it, guys. We can do it. We're not going to lose 100 this year. Sh- they were at 61 losses, I guess. 99 losses, my bad. Oh, oh, we're going to be all right. We're going to make it through without that 100. And then we just come along, come along and give them the biggest freaking swirly and the biggest pile of shit we could find in the bathroom all over the Reds. Smash them 15 to 2 to finish off the school year. Love to see it. Love to see it. I'm doing great.
0: Oh man, just you just teed it up just so perfectly, dude. That love it. I love. Season. I mean,
1: I love a good Cincinnati ass whooping. Love oh, me
0: it. too. It's not since It's not Cincinnati. It's not Cincinnati. It's not
1: Cincinnati. Ian, Ian, it's, oh man.
0: Yeah, it's Cincinnati. It. But he did go 0 for nine in the series. But um oh, Jeremiah here sure. popping in the comments saying hi, guys. Hi Jeremiah. How are you doing? Good to have you here with us. Yeah. Um. Yeah, yeah, Tyler. With that said, man. I, dude. Yeah, I mean, yeah, Ian Happ went over nine for the series. Who cares? Right. I think it was actually yeah. really cool, by the way, in that last game how uh Ross, after going 0 for one, he got him out of there and was yeah. like, Yeah, buddy, you know what? You're finishing with a at least a 270 average, and yeah. I'm gonna get you out of this game. And he kind of did that with a few of the guys in that last game. So yeah. um and, and you know what the best part of it was, we'll get into the the last game and all that, but the best part of it was the Chicago Cubs covered they went over their win total of 73 and a half at least where I caught the number at um I didn't think it was t- possible Tyler I was still holding out hope me and uh bears on tap host and you know huskies on tap uh, Irish on tap host Brandon mm-hmm. Suarez at beat on 300 we had the win total over um yeah. they ended up finishing with 74 wins 88 losses and uh gave the Reds like you said gave them the 100. 100- 100th loss of the season. Oh, yeah. Um just awesome stuff. I think like you know, it, it was just cool to see that how they finished this season. 39 and 31 in the second half. Uh you can't ask for much better than that, especially where they started, man. 35 Dude, and 57. Better
1: than better than a lot of the a lot a couple of the teams that are playing playing tomorrow. Finished better than them in the second half. And uh what was it? Uh third lowest ERA. Yep. In the league, I mean, awesome. Love to see it. They could have, they could have wrapped it up and said, "Screw this, I'm not going to play." You know, game one, sixty-two. Screw it. And they said, "No, no, we're going to remind Cincinnati, uh, we're better than them," and they did.
0: Yeah, and you know, in my like my preseason prediction preview article and breakdown and all that, I had the Cubs going seventy-eight and eighty-four. They they somehow finished four games off of that due to like a remarkable you know, a great September second half season, Um, you know, get this to Tyler. They finished 37 and 44 on the road and 37 and 44 at home for the season. So directly split down the middle. Um, You would like to see that home record, obviously a little bit better, but yeah. And the one run games too, like we talked about them earlier in the season, like really struggling with the one run games, 26 and 27, they ended up finishing out in that, that, area so i think they improved as the season really as the season went went along as we saw Um, for for a
1: team for the for a team that at the beginning of the year had a lot of questions and for a team that let's be honest I, i can't speak for all 29 other teams but you know how how old how old did it get writing all these reports about another player injured another player injured another player injured what do you know another player injured and for all that to be honest they finished. They finished as uh, as good as we probably could have asked asked them to finish.
0: Yeah, I mean, like look at and, and the guys that were getting hurt were key contributors. Like and guys that you you expected a lot from, or at least were hoping for a lot from this year, right? Like Marcus Stroman, Sayo <laughs> Suzuki. Like there was a lot of those guys in there. Wade Miley spent time down. Drew Smiley spent out. Time down, which Nick well, Wade Miley barely pitched all season. But yeah, um, you know, him and Smiley were pretty damn good for the most part when they pitched. Yeah. When and they pitched Magical as well. He kind of came around at least a little bit when he mm-hmm. when he came back. So there was definitely like some bad injury luck mixed in there with this team this year. And, uh, you know, we're, we're going to dive more into like a series recap on the next show. And we have a full barn when we get Juice back in here. We get Ron back in here because. Um, you know, we want, I want to hear everybody's thoughts. Like, I I think it's only right that we get, we've been doing the show all season long. This is my first year doing this, uh, with Cubs on tap, like as a, for a full season, I, I hopped on like a couple shows Mm -hmm. last year, but, um, really for the most part a full season for me this year, first time doing it. And I've had just an incredible time, man. Like me and you were talking pre-show about just how fun this has been and like, the reason why we do this. We we spent we were supposed to go live here. Uh for anyone listening or watching, we were supposed to go live at 7 p.m. tonight or around that time. Yeah. We ended up talking about old Cubs trades and old prospects that could have been and just all just things. Shoot, Cubs. Just
1: shooting the shit, man. Just completely it's, it's, shooting the easy, shit. Easy it's yeah. just easy to go down that 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 rabbit hole and just get to talking about it. It's it's great.
0: That's what, yeah, that's what I was going to say. That's what makes it so great, man. That's why we do this. It's the passion. It's the love for the Chicago Cubs. And when this team gets good, dude, like actually good and competitive and not just like, you know, a second half competitive team, this is going to be fun. And I think it's closer than a lot of people. It's closer
1: than you think. It's closer than a lot of fans think.
0: Yeah, I want to build on that too, what you said earlier about the three point or what you said about the third best starting pitcher ERA in the second half. The only teams that are better than the Cubs, which you know we we you might have said this as well, the Astros and Dodgers. Yep. The Cubs two point eight nine since 2.89. the second eight nine or in the second half starting pitching ERA.
1: Is the that, next is that, best is that, team? What's that? Is that, what? is that starting? Is that all pitching or just starting pitching?
0: Uh, starting pitching, yeah. Man, so yeah, the next best enough. team, still yeah, still incredible. And you're getting guys like Assad and Adrian Sampson and Drew Smiley. Dude, totally and we'll talk about all yeah, of them. Yeah. Um, but the the next best team, like here it goes, right? The best since the second half in starting pitch ERA. Astros, 2.70. The Dodgers, 2.73. The Cubs, 2.89. The next best thing, the next best team, somewhat surprising, the Los Angeles Angels, 3.37 ERA. That's a huge gap. That's wow. almost half it of is. a full run. Uh, of That's a gap between the Cubs. The and, gap
1: and the fact that it's the Angels.
0: And the Angels, right. That's another surprise. Yeah. That's
1: crazy. That's <laughs> baseball, folks.
0: That's baseball, Susan. um Yeah, no, man. I think it's just cool to see what they were able to accomplish this season, all things considered, and how they fought yeah. back and were able to cash that win ticket for me and on and some others. Um, you know, I, it was a kind of a miracle, but – Tyler, what do you say we kind of break down what happened in this last series? Um, Because, you know, some fun things happen, right? Like like I said, I thought it was cool to see him kind of get those guys out of there in that last game. Like Nico Horner got subbed out. Say a Suzuki, I believe, got subbed out. Um, Ian Happ definitely got subbed out to keep his average at a healthy um, 271, 342, 440 slash line, close to an 800 OPS. Um, but game one, man, Cubs lost three to one. Couldn't get the bats going. One run on two hits. But you t- you told me this in the slack, and I was like, yeah. Hayden Westnasty, Hayden Westnasty, Hayden West Studski. Another great outing, man. Seven or six innings pitched, four hits, two runs. Uh, one of the earned runs got taken away or changed to uh, an unearned yeah. run, so he only yeah. had one earned run, one walk, and six Ks. Finished the year with a 2.18 ERA. Three of his four quali- starts were quality starts. And then five of his yeah. six outings, um, he went five innings pitched or more with two runs or fewer uh, allowed. Uh, yeah. Three, three of his four starts, excuse me, were quality starts, though. So I, yeah, I mean, and it I can't be good. really understated how good he's been, man. What did you yeah. think about game one?
1: Dude, that, that was the story, Wes Nesky. Uh, I want to say, haven't all of his starts been at least, I I know he's had three quality starts, but the fourth one wasn't at least five innings. Uh, I'm sorry. What was that? Wasn't his, wasn't his starts at least five innings. Like the one that was five of his
0: six outings. He went five innings pitcher more with two runs or fewer allowed, And that was, um, both from the bullpen or from the starting, from a starting role. So he, he, yeah, he's
1: been the story, dude. Like once again, uh, New York Yankees. If you guys are listening, I know you know you've got the playoffs to worry about. Well, not till next week, but um, thank you, thank you so much, thank you for 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 giving him to us just for Efros. Uh, we appreciate it. Uh, I think you guys are going to, I think you guys are going to regret it. Not to not to jinx it or anything, but uh, yeah, I think you guys are going to regret trading your number two pitching prospect and Hayden Wesneski because so far he's been everything we've wanted him to be and more like I was not, I wasn't expecting him to, I, I was maybe expecting him to have like maybe two to three starts. And if he threw three to four innings, yeah, okay, cool. Great. But uh the fact that he's thrown three quality starts already, uh, one of them with an immaculate inning uh, and he's already, he's already showing that, uh, you know, he's got the strut going when he's, you know, in in between, you know, batters and stuff. He's got that swag. It's fun.
0: It's fun. You know, he
1: knows it. Like, and he knows it. And I just, I love that about him. And, like, what me and you talked about before the show, uh, next season, man, there's been a lot of talk about Wes Neske. Like, you know, some guys, and I don't know why they think this, like you said, look at him as a depth guy. No. No. He is a starter. He he is a rotation piece, and if you know we're gonna throw if if there's if you have the option of putting him in the bullpen to start the season or just leaving him down in AAA or whatever, just leave him down because he is a he is a starter. He he is a rotation guy. I know it. Uh, so yeah, I'm excited about him next year. Can't wait to watch him.
0: It's one of those things where it feels like you know it when you see it. And he was projected to be a starter. He was a starter in the minors. Yeah, they've used him in the out of the bullpen. But, like, his out of the bullpen, it's not just, like, a 2-3 any guy. It's, like, go 5. Yeah. You yeah. know, like,
1: he that can was, do it. That's- didn't he go five? Wasn't that it? He went five innings in the bullpen, his first bullpen outing. Yeah, I want to say he had like a no something hitter like going or something like that, and he only it, gave uh, up like two heads. Or... It was uh, Wade Miley's start, and then he came in and threw five. And then at the end yeah. of the game, they were talking to Miley, and they're like, "I don't know why you're talking to me. You need to pick. You need to be talking to Wes Nesky. Yeah, I was you know, just, just the like, opener. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was just but, the opener. Dude, he's just he's been electric, dude. That slider is nasty. Mm-hmm. Uh, God, I can't wait to watch him next year.
0: Yeah, that's what I'm saying, man. I think uh, he's a guy that you you pencil into the rotation as of now, and you know doesn't stop you from making further additions to that rotation, yeah. right? Like that's not something that needs to stop with him necessarily going and, into and, the rotation.
1: And it's not. I, I hope Cubs fans realize if he doesn't start the season next year in the rotation, that's not that's not a bad thing because maybe. Maybe we sign a couple guys that we'll talk about later, you know, this offseason. Maybe, maybe we'll sign a few guys. And, and people forget, like, our, like Jeremiah here, uh, Kyle Hendricks is coming back next year. Uh,
0: mm-hmm. I like pretty a, much
1: in that. Having an abundance of starting pitchers is not a bad problem to have. Look at every single team that's playing on the play, not every team, but your top teams, your Dodgers, your Mets, your your Astros, your, your Guardians they all have an abundance of starting pitchers so if you have three solid guys in your farm system let alone all the other prospects we have uh if you have a couple sure guys you know that could be pretty solid in your in your bull in your uh, farm that's not a bad problem to have it's not so like wherever wesnesky starts next year he's a starter that's it He's not, a, he's not a bullpen guy. He's established himself as a starter, and I I just – man, I'm excited about him.
0: Yeah, I am too, man, and that's the thing. Like, I don't think he's not going to struggle at all. I think he will have his struggles. I, I, oh, I yeah, talked to Ron will. about this, about, you know, he will have those lumps, and you kind of let him grow along with them, right? Yeah. Learn, learn along with them. And I do believe, though, that he – just the upside alone that he presents – and if he can really, like, dominate with a third pitch, like, figure it out completely, like, with a changeup or something. Because he's yeah. got different variations of fastballs, and that slider's mm. disgusting. But if you can really, like, hone in that, that change-up and, you know, maybe build upon it, I think you really have something special here. And whereas yeah. Adrian Sampson, that's kind of like him and Javier Assad. Those are the two, like, more mystifying ones to me, right? Quality. Like, quality. quality. And that's, that's a perfect transition because, like, game two, Cubs lost three to two again. Uh, again, the Bats Javier didn't Asad, really do though.
1: much.
0: Javier Assad, man, three hits. Shout going... out, hey,
1: shout out to Ron. Speaking of that, shout out to Ron. He for Assad's first start. What yeah. did Ron say, Javier? I want five innings. And ever since then, it's been almost five innings. Like every
0: time, almost right. Every
1: time, yeah.
0: That's what he did this time too. I mean, he pitched in the sixth inning, five and a third, four hits, no runs, uh, one walk, four K. So he doesn't give you the huge K numbers, but you know, in the nine games he pitched, and eight of which came as a starter, Mm -hmm. a 3.11 ERA as a starter in those eight games, that's under three. It's a 2.95 because that bullpen game really he just didn't really have it. But um, you know, in that second game, we'll get to the bats too as well, because there was a couple of, of good performances, you know, with the sticks. But mm-hmm. um, you know, Keegan Thompson kind of struggled a little bit out of the bullpen. He, he did, he, but he, he had the strikeout stuff going, but the walks and then the allowing the uh the home run to Chucky Robinson.
1: Yeah,
0: uh great name, by the way. Yeah. Um, but you know, that kind of yeah. stung a little bit. But l- let's talk about Assad for a minute, though, because I feel like that's that's one of the guys that you, you write down as a depth piece next yeah. year. And if he can give you some spot starts, if you know, who knows, like, I don't know what his, his exact role would be next year, but he's just one of the many pitchers yeah. right now that seem to be pitching. For oh, yeah. you. He's,
1: de- he's definitely one of those guys that, yeah, he's either going to, he's going to be a depth piece. He's either going to be a guy that, you know, he's going to make your, your, your spot starts here and there. You may ask him to throw four or five innings from the bullpen and, and if he starts the season in the, the once again depending on how the offseason goes maybe he starts the season off in the minors no big deal we we've seen what assad can we've seen what assad's capable of doing so if he starts off in the minors because we have an overabundance i think i think we will that's the one if there's one thing we have we've learned from this season is we've got more pitching than than maybe we thought we did we've got more quality pitchers than maybe we thought we did or at least a lot of fans were saying at the beginning of the year and Assad is one of those guys so uh yeah i don't see him it wouldn't shock me if he didn't make the rotation next year but that doesn't mean that he can't be effective uh in 2023 whether that's coming in for 3 4 innings or or making your starts here and there because how many times how many times have just like this year how many times have we started the season with a healthy rotation all the way up till the All-Star break? Hell, all the way through the first two months of the season. It's been rare.
0: Yeah, we were so, without – that's somebody we didn't mention with the, the injuries too, Kyle Hendricks. Missed yeah. Basically the entire – There's so many half. you Missed forget about them. them. Right, ex- exactly. And that's why – I agree, man. Like this is – it. I think the Cubs right now have exactly what a lot of teams – like you said, the successful teams that make long, deep runs into the postseason or consistently get to the postseason have, and that's starting pitcher depth, something yeah. that the Cubs have not had for a while, the entire time that that core was together, the old core. yeah. Like Props, they had, to, props to Jed Hoyer. Yeah, I think this is a Developing great plan of attack. I really yeah. do. I really think that this is a great plan of attack, and it's something that I don't want to give us – like too much credit, but I think that we've been kind of calling for a lot of this stuff, right? Like we've been saying that this is something that they can do. They can kind of reverse attack this thing and then get, go grab some hitters and still go Mm -hmm. grab some pitchers. Like it's not necessarily like there's one way to build a winning baseball team. And I think that a lot of times people, but
1: it's easier. Not not It's not to say that it's easy, but it's easier if you have that developed pitching if you have that really? stable of pitchers. Look at the Angels, crystal. man,
0: all these years. We talked about how good they've been in the second half with the starting pitching. A lot of that's probably Otani, let's be oh, honest.
1: Yeah, be. yeah.
0: But, you know, as great as he's been putting himself in the, uh, the MVP discussion alongside of Aaron Judge, which yeah. two just fantastic seasons that you love to see um, right. just around baseball. But they've been struggling with this for
1: so long, man, getting quality Dude, pitching. Yeah. You could you could trace it yeah you could trace it all the way back to what they won the World Series in 02 uh this has been decades I, th- I mean the only at least you know not to turn this into an Angels podcast but uh what Jared Weaver that's really Jared about Beaver, one yeah. of the, that's really about one of the last big angel starters but so it's sh- yeah it shows quality pitching really helps and if you don't have it it's hard.
0: That's why Mike it's Trout hard. can't sniff the postseason. Yeah, you know, the best player in the game for what a decade. You know what I mean? Like he can't sniff the postseason. Yeah. So it, it's uh, you need to have it, and now that they have like an abundance of it, it's it's something special. I think that's brewing on the north side of Chicago, and yeah. I'm just excited to see what comes out of this. And you know, maybe I think Jeremiah had a great point here. He said, "I kind of see Assad." Yeah as a, Could be. a good trade piece, right? And maybe that is a possibility. I don't see all these guys sticking in the rotation or
1: sticking on no. this team throughout, you know, its competitive years. Yeah. But maybe maybe he's a guy that gets dealt. Um who knows what happens next season. But let's say it gets to a point where we need a bat like you're talking about. We and because uh there's, you know, yeah, there's going to be a couple Shortstops this off season, but hey, there may be another another position player we need later next year. Assad could be a guy that could help us uh, get that piece to get that bat that we need that might get us over the hump to to get us into the the playoffs. Maybe I don't know. Uh, so yeah, I like that. I like that idea.
0: Yeah, I mean, I'm with you. I'm with Jeremiah here. I, I think that's a great idea or something that they the front office needs to consider. Right? I mean, yeah. Um, but looking speaking of the bats, let's go ahead and look at what happened in that second game of the series. Um, Nico Horner launched his 10th home run of the season with double
1: digits, baby.
0: Double digit home runs for Nico Horner. You love to see it. Uh, I think there's still a little bit more in there. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah. He kind of he kind of cooled off over his last 10 games of the season. Um but still finished with a, a strong 281 average. I mean, this guy was hovering around 300 for a lot of a lot of the time. Um, that bat that bat flip was cool, as Jeremiah points out here in the comments. Uh, yeah, that bat flip was cool. He's he, like he knew it, he knew it was gone. Um, and 20 for 22 and stolen base attempts. Um, that was something I think he stole the base uh, on no, that is a final game of
1: the season? Who Horner?
0: Yeah, I think it was the final uh, game of the season.
1: Yeah, and to be honest. That's been a, at least for me, that's been a quiet twenty. Stolen. Yeah, it has. He's just very efficient, man, and he's yeah. got the wheels to do it, though. It's like, it's like, dude, lock that guy up this offseason. I know, we, I know, and we'll spend all year talking about, you know, Wilson Contreras, Ian Happ, uh, who y'all you know, we're gonna pay for a shortstop or blah 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 blah. Lock down Nico Horner. Mm-hmm. Lock him down, and you I know think what? It's the perfect if, time to do it. It's the perfect time to do it. He's got so much versatility, uh, like you said. I think he's got more than ten home runs in the bat. I think he can. I think he can hover close to twenty. Give him, give him, you know, a hot. He gets hot, has a hot month or two. Like I think he could get twenty, uh, and he can play, dude. He can play anywhere in the infield. He could play center field if we need him in center. Uh, lock that dude down, man. But yeah, twenty stolen bases. That that was quiet. Twenty for twenty-one. You don't hear about that, or at least I, I haven't heard that. Like, you know, 20, enough, no, Twenty for twenty-two, but close enough. Twenty for twenty-two. Yeah. You, no, you. I don't even know who the who the leader is in stolen bases right now. But like, God, that, it's just so freaking impressive. And that's just another question at the beginning of the year: who was going to be our shortstop? And Nico Horner shut those questions. Just shut that talk down, like early, early mm-hmm. the first month. Best Dude. shortstop in Chicago.
0: Uh, this this season, there's no question, right? Like, there might be a question moving forward if Tim Anderson uh, plays more games and, and kind of plays up to the level that he has played at. But, like, defensively, there is no question that he's better no. than Tim Anderson, at least in Chicago. And, you know, you talked about the defensive, uh, like, what he was able to show us even early on, right? Like, yeah, show us how good he was defensively and put all the questions you know, behind us.
1: And at, at the like, very least, at the very least, he's going to finish at least second in the gold glove. I think you're right,
0: man. Like, Dan P. I, Swanson was only, he was the only guy above him in outs above yeah. average. And that's among, among shortstops. So, that's among I, guys
1: who, who, who's he Uh, Trey Turner. Yeah. Arguably one of the, uh, I, my mind's gone blank, but as far as other guys in, in, in the National League, like that mm-hmm. is so impressive. So impressive.
0: And this is a great point here being made too. Uh, it could be the cheapest yeah. that Nico Horner could be at this point. Like he might, he might be more expensive. He puts on more power mm-hmm. in game power. You're you're not getting him for what you might get him for this no. off season. So I think, and I don't think this prevents you from. We're going to get into all the off season talk. Yeah. Like as we move on, we we're going to do plenty of off season shows and and stuff like that. But like it should not prevent you from making another signing for a middle infielder type, whether it's, you know, a shortstop that stays at shortstop or moves to a different position, or it's a shortstop that, you know, whatever you want to do with Nico, keep him at short or move him to second, whatever you want to do. It doesn't have to, you can do both things in one off season. You
1: can lock up
0: Nico long-term and you can sign a quality, like a top of the line shortstop.
1: Nico has made it to where, don't get me wrong, it'd be awesome if we sign one of the big four shortstops available. But let's say we don't, but we decide to do other stuff with our money, other stuff that's going to help next year. Maybe they see something somebody else down the road that could play second or third. Nico's made it to where if Nico, if Nico's our starting shortstop next year, I'm not I'm not mad about that. Depending obviously, depending on you know what other moves we make, but like if Nico is the 2023 Shortstop on opening day, I'm I'm not upset about that. Not
0: at I, all. I wouldn't be upset at all. And honestly, I think there's only like a couple of guys that I would move him off of short yeah. to put. You oh, know yeah. what I mean? Like, like you can bring in those other guys, but only a couple of those guys I would move him off. Oh of yeah, short put that take guy on, uh,
1: not to short. get super in depth with it, but like if, take a take a let's say we signed Xander Bogarts. I, I'd rather have him short. short.
0: Yeah, all day, and I think he's at
1: short over Trey Turner. Like, yeah I think Trey Turner's shown that he can play a little second like a little second he's shown he he start I want to say he started in center uh he's shown he could be just as uh versatile too so I wouldn't be upset if yeah if Turner played if Turner played second and then to be honest hell fuck it sorry excuse my language but uh if, if, if we signed Correa and we put Korea at third or something you know what I mean and uh just whatever I don't think that would happen I think he'd probably want to play. but again uh, it, I'm not going to be upset if, uh, if we sign, uh, or if we just, if Nico's starting, starting next year and kind of like what, uh, it, it's just to kind of go off what we've been talking about with what Jeremy, you just put up just a while ago, what are we going to do with magical an overabundance of, of all over, right. Of players. It's not a bad he problem. He
0: could be a trade piece too, though. He really could. He could be a piece yeah. that like, look at Starlin Castro, right? Team was yeah. ready to win. He didn't really. They didn't need him because you had Addison Russell at the time, which you know a lot of the Cubs' downfall could be looked at as. Oh yeah,
1: it could, he was it could go back to that. Big
0: part of that, right? Like not being there, and you know all the the stuff with his wife and all that situation. Yeah. But like, I do think that it would make sense to kind of package maybe one of these starting pitchers that yeah. you have in depth, right? Like Adrian Sampson's actually locked up for a little bit too. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. he's not a guy that you're going to have to like a mutual option, accept or, you know, no. come to and terms would, with like, like a Drew Smiley Like he's, yeah. he's on the roster next there's year. There's several,
1: there's several guys like, uh, uh, like uh, Zach McKinstry. He, he is not eligible for, he's not arbitration eligible yet. So he would barely cost the league minimum. I'm not trying to say, Hey, let's put, you know, let's, let's get, let's get uh McKinstry and that'll be it. I'm not saying that. I just mean, if you're looking for a, a, a utility bat, uh not bad. But I like I like that the way like Jeremiah, for example, that asked that question, what do we do with magical? I'd rather at the end of the year, it's nice to know that at the end of this season, we're asking questions of what are we gonna do with these guys instead of who are we gonna get to 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 cover this hole we have? You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like we're asking more of, golly, we have which so one? Many f- <laughs> which one are we gonna use? Like I would rather, I would, re- I'm. We're asking those questions instead of, God, who the hell are we gonna get to to fill all these holes we have? And, and that's just a sign of, you know what? Yeah, we didn't finish first in our division, but uh, there's a lot of positive notes from this season that we can build on, and. This second half of the season just reminded, you know, just was another reminder that hey, we're closer to being contenders than we think.
0: And this is another perfect segue because I, well, I'm glad that you mentioned McKinstry here, and you know, because I think he's played really good defense at both short and second. Like I think he he's has. been he's been really solid. The bat has come to life uh, yep. at different moments. Like he he hit a freaking nuke uh, the last game of the season, which we're gonna talk about right now. Yep. Um, and then another guy, too, that he's, what, 30 years old that they got from Tampa Bay who's actually been pretty impressive, too, at second base, in my opinion, defensively, and he's been hitting the ball, oh, Esteban Quiros. Yeah. um Kiros. I, I don't know what you do with him, either. Like, we're talking about magical we're talking about McKinstry, and then on the final game of the year with the Cubs just going to town on the Reds, 15-2, to um, look, at, it was the David Bode game. Like, yeah. he, he launched one, hit a three-run homer, and then he had, a, was it? a, a I think, a two-run double, five RBIs for the day. McKinstry no. had three RBIs. Um, Higgins had three RBIs. Like, the bats, fran- the franimal went yard. Oh, um, yeah, yeah. And McKinstry's, like, his bomb was just, like, he actually he nuked that thing to oh, um, yeah, right him. field. And that just leads me into, like, one of my buddies, who I actually play base- baseball with on Sundays – Mitch, shout out to you if you're listening to this. Um, he said, "Am I crazy?" Like he asked me, he's like, "Am I crazy to think that Bodie's a piece moving forward?" I think he, like he, he's looking at it as like a depth option or like a utility guy. I don't think he's crazy. I just think it's kind of like what you said just a minute ago, right? It's it's which one. Like, which one? And, yeah. and I I look at these roster spots, they're so sacred right now mm-hmm. um, because you also have to think about who you're keeping on the 40-man as far as, like, minor league players go, which there are a lot of them that need 40-man spots, and you don't want to give them up for nothing yeah. uh, or let another team scoop them up. I feel like between Wisdom with the power, McKinstry with his defense at second and third, what he's shown, no, and – what you're going to say. Yeah. Like – I don't think Bodie has a spot here next year. I know waving it goodbye. I see your hand right there. I, I think he provides some decent power. He actually probably has a little bit of uh, leadership at this point because he's been one of the longer tenured Cubs. I'd say
1: right now. Um, I want to. What's what's his contract look? Was he got like two more years left? Maybe on that five year deal. That I'm not quite. I want to say when I wrote. The piece this morning from last night, I was looking into I was just looking at McKinstry because I talked about McKinstry and Bodie. And McKinstry, his contract expires at the end of this year. I want to say Bodie. Bodie has at least one more he may be done after 20, don't quote me, but maybe 24. Or it's either the end of next year or the end of twenty-four. Okay. He's got at least one more year.
0: It was a very surprising contract when that was signed, and we yes, thought we were kind of getting a steal when they when they made that because he, he was playing he well. Was, he,
1: he was yeah. solid, yeah, and he had that big – I know everyone wants to talk about the big game against the Nationals, that walk-off Grand Slam, but, like, he had his moments, and he also provides – he's another guy that provides uh, some versatility. You can put him at first, second, third. You could probably put him in the corner outfield if you had to. Uh, but, yeah, like you said, out of, out of McKinstry, out of – Which I, you know, we don't know what's going to happen to wisdom, but out of guys like, you know, we're going to have, you keep wisdom just because of the power, like that element. Yeah. If you, yeah. If you had to keep, yeah. uh, I would keep wisdom over Bodie. Uh, But then also because you've also got to think we've got guys like, like a Christopher Morrell that uh, he's going to be in that infield somewhere or, or Mm -hmm. maybe the outfield. I guess it just all depends on our young guys. But I feel like, like agreeing with you, if I had, you said, which one? Bodie's not the one. I think Bodie's the one that gets that. If you got rid of any of them, it would be Bodie. I,
0: I yeah, I think he's the easiest one to kind of,
1: especially like, especially being so right-handed. I would take McKinstry over boat or McKinstry over Bodie because one, McKinstry's got the left-handed bat too. Because we're, we're we're very right-handed, we've got a couple lefties, but we're very right-handed. So yeah, I would take. Yeah, I would pick Bodie. And
0: same with Esteban Quiroz. like Esteban yeah. Quiroz, Um He he really kind of impressed me with his offense his defense kind of went maybe not unnoticed but not talked about enough like I think his his defense was pretty impressive at second yep. base at, short at short king. Times. Short yeah. king. we we got the short guys on lock it's like him and Madrigal and yep. you know like these short guys Stroman even uh yep. the the Cubs lo- love them some short ball players especially second baseman but um yeah, I mean, I know he's he's a little bit older, right? I don't know what he's going to be. I feel like he yeah. might have a little bit of pop in that bat. Um, But, you know, two defensive runs saved and only 14 games played. I was
1: about to say, he spent most of the year in the minors in uh, AAA, didn't he? Well, he actually spent a lot of the time uh, injured
0: because I know a lot of people were talking gotcha. about with the Harold Ramirez, but he was in the minors, yeah, for, yeah. for the, the dude, time. Remember, that was,
1: that, that yeah. was an off-season deal, right?
0: Uh it was like right before the season because Harold Ramirez, there were some issues with him. I think he might have shown up a little out of shape as well. So then they yeah. traded him to the Tampa Raised. Bay Rays, yeah, and then got Esteban Kiros back. But um yeah, I mean McKinstry too, Z Mac as Boog says, three outs above average combined at both second base and shortstop for him. So Solid. It's solid, right? Like defense wins you games. Pitching and defense oh, yeah. can win you plenty of games, and that's kind of been the 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 model the Cubs have been. Oh yeah. I mean not a success not,
1: the second half. Not to you know go back to living in the old days, but 2016. The defense was solid.
0: Yeah, the defense was solid. Absolutely, they had they had the best defense yeah. in 2016, and I like Jeremiah's point here. Bodie is in the 96th percentile in max exit velocity. That's Damn good. He can hit the ball hard. He can hit the ball for power. The strikeouts, I think he has issues with, obviously, with the strikeouts. I don't see his, like, it's just so hit or miss. Like, are you keeping him? I think the decision for me is Bodie or Patrick Wisdom who can play outfield as well, right? I'm
1: I'm going Patrick.
0: Yeah. And, I mean, we've, we've spent times on this show bashing Patrick wisdom for the strikeout numbers and talking about like how we don't see yeah. him as a long-term fit, but a short-term fit next season while he's still under control. And maybe he is also a guy that you package where somebody's like looking at him as like, we need that power bat. We can but kind of package a really- him a Javier Assad or something like that. He
1: has to, um, Kind of like bouncing off what you said with, between Bodie and Patrick. I'm picking Patrick just because they both strike out a lot, but Patrick has more of a—he's got that chance to hit. You know, he's got that power threat that he—you know—maybe he strikes out a lot, but when he makes contact, it—it's it, it, more of a it, power it, threat. Now, uh, I like that idea as far as maybe maybe package him in at the end, you know, and I hate saying that because I love I love Patrick Wisdom, but at you know, a little bit older. We've got other guys that, you know, other guys coming up. uh, Also, potentially as far as whoever we sign this offseason, it all is really going to depend on can Patrick start off the first half like he did this year. He started off hot at the beginning of the the first half of the season. I think nearly what? Almost 20 home runs at the first. I think he
0: got hurt too, then too. So he
1: had a, he had a, that's the one thing about the second half. He had that nagging finger injury and people, oh, it's a finger injury. It's a finger injury. Man, that thing, like, they're, it's annoying. Like finger injury, they're annoying. Like people can say what they want. Like that can really affect your, you know, your swing, your, your, your power, all that kind of stuff. Like, so I'm not knocking him for that. It's just, I hope. I just hope next year he can come off because there was a there. Were, he had an impressive stat uh, earlier this year. Like since uh, there was a there was a date, maybe sometime in May. I want to say in May, sometime in the past 162 games, he was like third in home runs. Like for the last, it was it was like a stat that they it was on it was on it was like one of the
0: fastest ones to certain a certain market But, but too, right? they went.
1: Like it was sometime like early in May where they said in the last 162 games, Patrick wisdom has been, it was either third, third in home runs among everybody or maybe third in home runs among all third basemen, something, it was something crazy. And I was just like, cause I remember reading it thing like, holy crap. I I didn't realize that. Uh, but yeah, I'm, I'm keeping wisdom over Bodie and hopefully maybe, you know, maybe that power comes back uh, next year and, like you said, maybe we package him for somebody with an Assad or whoever.
0: Yeah, I mean, and it's not to say that you have to do that. I just think that that should be looked at as an option, right? Like, mm-hmm. And any injury to your hand, I agree, uh, your finger, like it affects your swing. It's, go- it's going to. Yeah. Um, so kind of like reeling it back into this final game because there was a lot that happened in that final game. Um, Adrian Sampson started the game. He left with a groin issue. Unfortunate way for him to end the season. Yeah, given, given just how dominant he was, oh, especially he, dude, yeah. came out
1: of came out of nowhere this year too. It just has been solid. Yeah,
0: I mean he, I think he had a two eighty ERA in limited action with the Cubs last year, but then he finally got his shot again this year. Or he
1: proved he proved a lot this year for me. He it did. Was, he, he, yeah, he showed a lot. And 38
0: and two-thirds innings in September, a 163 ERA, 1.03 whip, finishes with a 311 ERA, the same ERA that Assad finished with, um, in 21 games pitched and 19 games started. He really turned in a solid, solid effort this season. I mean, he was given quality starts, quality innings, kept the team in the game just about every time he went out there. And I I don't know if this is like – I don't want to get ahead of myself and say that he's a like I know I think Jeremiah put it earlier in the comments about, you know, the rotation and and penciling him in. I'm not sure that he's penciled in into a rotation spot just given like so much of these conversations right now are dependent on what the Cubs do in the offseason. And so I agree. I agree. That's where I'm like, if he's your five or something sure I, I have no problem with it
1: yeah what what was that crazy what's that cr- what was that crazy quality starts that he had this year like it was something crazy as far as all his yeah. all so he had like was it like seven quality starts and i agree with you it, it's crazy that we're saying that a guy that had that many quality starts it, it may not have been seven but like it was because the boog and boog was talking about it on a, on a and he's, broadcast he's, he's in
0: somewhere i don't want to get it, it. Twisted, yeah. It's
1: just, but like, you, it's crazy that we're talking about him being a potential death piece. The death piece, and I agree. For a guy that like did so well this year,
0: <laughs> no, I know you, you, you feel like when you do something like that, you've earned yeah. your spot as as a rotation piece, just given what you produced and prying that away from him. That's going to be a hard conversation to have with.
1: Yeah, I, just, I him, hope, I hope, I, I hope next year. Yeah, I hope, I hope next year that that's not an issue and I, that's going to be hard that's hard that'd be a that's a hard conversation to have uh anybody that not and if you played any any baseball at all like it's a hard conversation to have with your coach is like you know you were good this year i don't blame major and samson if he comes in next season and being like you know i'm a rotation guy i hope he's like that he i'm sure he's going to be like that I'm, he's a competitor he's going to be like that and i'm i, I, I know that's probably going to be a hard hard conversation with him and ross being like hey look man uh you might not be a rotation guy this year we might use you as a debt piece we might use you as a bullpen piece but you're going to make starts or hey maybe we pencil you in as the fifth guy whatever you know uh but yeah it's a hard conversation to have but i think if
0: there's anybody that i could see taking that in stride, maybe not, I shouldn't say anybody. I think there are some guys, a lot of guys that would take it in stride and just be like, hey, I need to do what what it takes for this team to be good and for this team to win ball games." Adrian Sampson always struck me, like in his post-game pressers, he struck me as a guy that was pretty even keel and like, like very aware of how he was pitching even when yeah. he would like muscle through some outings where he didn't have his best stuff. Like he seems like that type of guy where it's more of an understanding. It's a tough conversation to have considering, like, you're kind of telling him, we know you're good. We know you've pitched really well, but we see a little bit more upside with some of these other guys. And yeah. that's kind of the case if you're looking at it from like a Wesneski standpoint compared to him. And you're kind of looking at this as he's not an overpowering pitcher, he's a pitch to contact pitcher. You have that with Kyle Hendricks. Um, if Hendricks doesn't turn it around though, this is where another part of the conversation kind of gets added in. If he doesn't turn it around as far as like back to Kyle form, yeah. He's gonna I be can see
1: next. him being out of the rotation in May. I can too. I can too. And and he's a guy he's a guy that uh if he's not in the rotation, it may be his final days in Chicago, which sucks, but hey. You know, we're at a point. We're we're at a turning point right here. Uh, It's it's not quite. We're not quite at this point yet, but we're we're getting to that point of, you know, spring training is going to be exciting. There's going to be a lot of competition, and I think the and I'm sure Hendricks Hendricks already sees that. He's like, I'm going to have to bring. I'm going to have to step my game up because there a there's a lot of guys, a lot of young guys, that are still looking to prove themselves. And you know if he, like you said, if he's not on, if he's not on his professor game, uh, yeah, we could see him out of the rotation. Because I, I 80, love because of eighty-eight mile. No offense, I know. I don't love
0: that. Sorry, I was yeah. I was gonna say something else. <laughs> Go ahead.
1: Eighty-eight mile an hour fastball out of the bullpen. I I just I, I just don't see Hendricks as a bullpen guy. I don't, and I, I don't think anybody does. Uh, so yeah, he's really gonna have to bring his you know, he's going to have to bring it this, you know, early, early next season. Backing
0: up your point there, uh, he's not been a guy like his most of his struggles come in the first inning. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Oh, you're right. Yeah. That, oh, I, I, I'm, I don't even want to see that stat. I'm sure it's out there somewhere. Just what are his first inning stats in his career? Because, man, you hit the nail on the cuff. He's of a God. Fiat-
0: Yes, he's he's a field pitcher, man. He's got to find yeah. his groove within the game. I think more yeah. times than not, and and maybe he will be a great coach someday. Like I, I think that that's yeah. totally possible. Like he's a great pitching coach. I don't necessarily think he's done. I I just no, think, I don't like, think he is either.
1: But uh, I, I'm just
0: saying, like I don't think there's going to be a whole lot of patience if you see the way like this no, team's winning games, is. or he's a reason why they are losing the games, like.
1: They're At least every
0: it. fifth day. What you you can't be overly
1: patient when oh, this yeah. team looks like it's getting closer and closer to actually winning. Oh, yeah. But I guess just uh, kind of bouncing off. Not the. I mean, still on the same topic, but like uh, bouncing off Sampson. Guys like, uh, well, especially on Wednesday's game. Guys like Alzale and uh, mm-hmm. Keegan Thompson. Both of those guys, I'm excited about both of those guys. I wouldn't be mad, like we talked about before the season. I wouldn't be mad if Adbert Ozley and Keegan Thompson started the year off in the bullpen as a as these multi-inning guys. I wouldn't be mad. And hell, that's where they is. should
0: start. Maybe, uh,
1: maybe, maybe one of them, maybe one of them turned into our closer. I wouldn't be upset about that. Maybe. Uh, maybe, or maybe we just keep him as a two-three-inning guy. Uh Keegan started the year off, like you said, uh, uh in game two of this series. Yeah, he struggled a little bit, but other than yesterday, like he's been Ever since he came back from his injuries, he's been pretty solid out of the bullpen. And every outing he's had, it's I, I want to say it's been at least two innings. And that's exactly uh-huh. what he, that's exactly what he was uh to start the season off. The only reason to be the only reason we put him in the rotation was because of all the you know 55 injuries we had with pitchers earlier this year. Uh and Azalea, obviously, and with Azale, we know we, we already knew that he wasn't gonna start a game uh david ross said that i know he talked about saying you know hey look i just he basically said adbert's going to get maybe you know one or two outings maybe three uh just to give him some feel before the end of the year you know more kind of like a feel good thing of you know let's finish the season off you can play a couple major league games the guy had six outings six outings and i want to say he put up what do we got here a 3.38 era and uh got the win on wednesday but through uh let's say two and a third innings like i wouldn't be upset depending on what our rotation looks like i wouldn't be upset if alzalay was and it's it's, it's a way crazy. to keep him healthy too it's it's crazy that we're even talking about this because at the beginning of this year we were like oh alzalay is going to be one of our top rotation guys now if he was a rotation guy i don't even know if he'd be in the top three so uh, yeah, I wouldn't be mad if uh, I wouldn't be mad if he was a multi inning guy. Like this season, just bouncing off the seat, you know, just talking about that this, this whole year in general, we found a lot of bullpen guys, especially a lot of mm-hmm. multi inning Everyday Hughes, everyday uh,
0: Hughes, baby, Mark
1: Mark Leiter Jr., uh, Ullman. Like Olman pitched, uh, he pitched uh, Sunday or he pitched Wednesday. That guy, like that man, like there's something about Ullman I really like his stuff. Like he he's he's got so much movement on it. Like he doesn't throw high nineties. If this makes any sense, he doesn't throw high nineties. But the way the hitters react off him, it looks like he's throwing high nineties.
0: It's deceiving. It's, just,
1: it's, it's yeah, very deceiving. but uh, he's and the got uh, was nails, man. The, and that, yeah. that final game of the season.
0: Especially too I mean, Sampson goes out after two and two thirds to the groin injury, and you're thinking, "Oh boy, yeah, right." That's a long game for a bullpen. Oh, yeah. That's a long game. Oh, uh, and you get you yeah. got oh yeah, Elzali. He picked up the win. You know, you have Lighter Jr., Rucker, Wick, Hughes, uh, six and a third shutout innings between the bullpen. Like that's the type of stuff that we've seen the Cubs be able to do, even after trading away Michael Givens. David Robertson, Scott freaking Efros, Chris uh, Martin, Chris Martin, who actually kind of turned it around. He started to yep. pitch much better uh, before he was traded. I don't know if it was like right before he was traded, but you know he had some moments there. So yep. like a period of time where he was pitching pretty well, and yeah, I like I feel really good about the way that the bullpen's going to come together as a and, whole. And think
1: and think about this, Cody Hoyer didn't pitch a single inning this year we haven't heard we haven't heard anything we talked about this before the show haven't heard anything about the great Braylon Marquez I cannot gosh I hope we see him next year I know he's I think he's what is he he's been dealing with injuries or something
0: yeah he's been dealing
1: with a lot gosh I hope I hope he can come back healthy because I'm so freaking excited about Braylon Marquez man I want to see him throw so bad uh
0: It's it's crazy
1: too because I'm still really high on
0: guys like Jeremiah Estrada. Yeah, we
1: haven't even talked about him. Yeah, yeah. like, dude, he's been like. And then uh, who uh, Manny Manny, which I I think I'm not sure
0: completely about him. I'm not either, but I think he's shown different flashes here and there. But he doesn't. He kind of doesn't have that
1: strikeout stuff for a bullpen guy either. Not like an Estrada, and that's another guy like. Maybe we see Estrada develop into that shutdown closer. Maybe.
0: It's, I think he's got the best, so,
1: best pass ball. It, it's crazy. Once again, at the beginning of this year, we had a lot of questions. A lot of it was pitching questions. Who's going to be in our bullpen? And most – the first half, the bullpen was awesome. And then at the all-star break after we after we lost those guys, we are like, shit, our bullpen's going to – you know, we're about to give up some runs. And they – They've continued the streak from the first half, and it's just like it's a great problem to have next year. So many guys to choose from.
0: One of the more underrated bullpens in the league this year, I think, as a whole, just in the entire season, I think. Like, there were there were moments there first half of the season where you were really scared. Like, you yeah. know, that was like also you had experiments with Daniel Norris. You had mm-hmm. – you know, your Sean Newcombs, you had like different guys. I think adding another lefty, I think I heard Juice and Ron talking about this on the last show. Um, Adding another lefty is vital. Maybe Steven Brault, who also had injury issues and had another issue. Uh, You know, he hasn't pitched for a little while now, but maybe Stephen Brault's that guy to go along with every day Hughes. I don't know where that comes from exactly, but. I think adding a lefty this offseason makes a lot of sense. We're going to get into all that, yeah. Of course, but you know we're we're kind of running a little bit long here. But we, I feel like we haven't been on the mic for a little bit. At least me and you haven't, Tyler. And man, we haven't.
1: And like we say, every time me and you get together, we we freaking talk and talk. But I love it, dude. And like. It's hard to like, I know we've been trying to like we kind of been wanting to keep it short, but like God, man, like there's just so much stuff to be excited about, like, after watching not only this past series, but uh yeah, I agree, Jeremiah. I never say Daniel Norris's name again. It's TFA. Uh, <laughs> but uh there's just so much stuff you can say about about this about this team that before this season started you just didn't know. And you know, hey. Maybe we're not. Maybe we didn't technically compete in 2022, but honestly, like, I don't, I don't feel as bad about uh, you know before this season when we were everybody was pissed off because I thought we said we were going to compete, you know. And we're I, look, pretty I close. Just wanna say,
0: I just want to yeah. say one thing real fast, and this is not to take away any disregard anybody's opinion about baseball or the Cubs or anything yeah. like that or to like completely boost us up. But I want to say one thing early on in the season, before the season in the very early parts of the season, all that even before the season, we stayed pretty consistent here on Cubs on tap saying they're going to spend money and this team will get better. And they're making a lot of these good moves. Now you're seeing it. And it's just funny to me, Tyler, how a lot of people are like, oh, look what they did in the second half. Now they can spend money. I think they were gonna spend money regardless of what they did in the second half. I do mm-hmm. think that this is pushing Jed oh, Hoyer just, and the fan base. Yeah. And now everybody's jumping aboard that they should spend money this offseason. I think it was always set up for that. Um this just makes it even sweeter. It makes it even sweeter, and you're building you're building with these players, you're, you're building a winning attitude. And like, these guys are learning how to win on the fly. Like a lot of these young players are learning and like getting better in one run games. I think that's a big Mm -hmm. thing. One run, two run games. Like the Cubs have played, I want to say I heard a stat, uh, on one of the broadcasts with Pat Hughes and, and Ron Coomer, uh, talking about like they've played either the most or like very high up there as far as two run games go, like two runs or less. Um, in the league. So yes, run differential matters, but when you're playing in a lot of those two run or less games and you're coming out on the other side of those, that's like little tweaks here and there. That's like another player or two here and there added in that could make your team go over the top. And that's what I think is real special about once these guys are learning how to win, learning how to play at this level. And then you add these a little bit more additions, uh, maybe, you know, higher war players, a couple of them here and there, all of a sudden, you have an 88 win team or you have a, a 90 win plus team. Yep. You know what I mean? So, and it's uh, coming,
1: man. It's coming. It's, uh, it's like, uh, kind of, I know he, he, he asked us earlier as far as uh, Jeremiah. He, he asked us uh, if we saw what Pete Alonzo said. Yeah, it's coming <laughs> because even Pete Alonzo – acknowledged, he's like, we got swept by the Cubs earlier this year and just a couple weeks ago, right? Yeah. Yeah. And first, first sweep of the season for for the Mets and uh they know it's coming context
0: I want to add the context there he was asked uh, a question about do you think it's like deserving or something like that that you have to play in the wild card game because you have over 100 wins uh you know and he's like we got swept by the Cubs
1: like (laughs) yeah they were talking because he you know they're like oh there's this you know as far as them getting swept by the Braves and he's like well let me let me back up for a second we got swept by the Cubs and it's like uh it's coming man like I it, it, I don't think this is a fluke. I think that, you know, uh, what was that interesting stat? I, I don't know right off the top of my head, but there was a stat that uh, as far as us against NL East, arguably, which is arguably the tough, you know, a lot of people could argue that it's the toughest division in the in the in them baseball. This year. We crushed the NL East this year. Swept it's the hurt. Phillies twice, uh, which I was there for the, the first one of the home series. Uh, swept the Phillies, swept the Mets. Uh, I'm not 100% sure how we did against the Braves, but, uh, man, it's just – it's exciting.
0: Yeah, and I, and I agree here too. I think, uh, you know, we've mentioned Jeremiah a lot on the show, but he's we appreciate you hopping he's, in the comments.
1: Yeah, he's, like, he's asking, some, making some, good comments.
0: Yeah, I, I love it. Um, you know, he says we don't even need a draft pick next year. We are so yeah. loaded. I, I don't – I am not saying I agree with that necessarily no, but no. I what I agree with is I don't think that winning and getting a lesser probability for a higher draft pick I don't think that hurts a team like the Cubs whose farm system is already getting to that point where you consider it loaded right like like teams like it seems teams like, like the Dodgers know. like the Dodgers are never up near the top towards Never, l- never. like draft picks right but they turn and 20, burn. You 20, have a good 28, 28 29 30 a good scouting department, a good development team. And all of a sudden you create a good farm system. Like that's what they do. They take guys from the mid to late twenties and 30 and they build them up and make them them into or guys that they take in the third round or whatever. And you're kind of seeing that here with the Cubs and
1: that's why it's it's like what you said, as far as all these rankings and stuff like that, uh, that's all fine and dandy. But it's all about just, you know, you can you can take your look at Christopher Morel Was he even a top 20 guy in our farm system? He might
0: have been a top twenty, but he wasn't. No, I don't even Maybe. know if he was top 20. Yet. Yeah. And I can't remember. Came now, out of the
1: blue. So all these rankings and stuff, you know, or or even even the, the pick numbers, whoopty-doo, man. It's all about just you got a good development system, and that goes a long way. And so far different. this year so far this year, like we're, we're seeing that we're seeing that. And hopefully, you know, a a prospect is just a prospect until he's not. Uh, There's a good, maybe, maybe not all these guys pan out that we've got like, like our boy, uh, Rob, that's wrote all our farm reports, you know, got out, got us all excited about, uh, Mm -hmm. about all these young prospects. Maybe not all of them are like, you know, maybe not all of them pan out. But I think several of them are. I, I just just seeing the guys that have came up this year and how they developed. If that's what's going on down in our farm system right now, I think we've got a we've got a lot to be excited about.
0: Uh, agree. I, I 100% agree with that. And yeah, I just think that there's so much there's positive vibes everywhere with this. You look through this team. Like I've had so much fun this year tracking that stuff, watching. The prospects play, and you know, there's a great plug there. Rob's articles go check out some of those that you might have missed. His farm reports, um, absolutely incredible stuff that he's do, he's putting out there. Oh, yeah, at oddtapsportsnet.com. Um, but before we go, Tyler, I want to get your thoughts here. We're, we're heading towards the postseason. The Cubs obviously aren't in it, but you know, yeah, hopefully next best year. Time
1: of the year, though,
0: best time of the year, best baseball is being played starting soon. Um, who do you have? Like what's your what's your pick to like who, oh, who's man. who's going to the ALCS? Who's going to the NLCS? Or I actually I should say who's just who's going to the World Series and who's winning it this year?
1: Gosh, put me on the spot, man. Well, I had to do it to you. Yeah. I'll be well, real quick. October baseball. I'm from I'm from Kentucky. Supposedly Kentucky basketball is gospel. March Madness, blah blah blah. October is better than March. I'm sorry. I know there's a lot of basketball. October is better than March to me. Uh, I love
0: March Madness, too.
1: And March Madness is great. And and like tomorrow, it's like I can't wait to start watching the games tomorrow. I'm off work tomorrow. I can't wait. I want want the Mariners to make it to the World Series. That's who I want to. But you asked me who is making the World Series. From the AL, I'm going with – just like almost a lot of other people, I'm going with the Astros. They're mm. so complete. They're, I hate to say it. They're so complete. Uh their pitching, their offense, their 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 whole lineup just solid. One through nine. Uh NL. I hate to say it. I think Atlanta's going back. Interesting. I, think I and with that being high. said. I Part of me wants to say the Mets, but uh, I think the Mets are going to Mets. Uh, and not to really uh, – not to get on a big thing about it, but I know we'll talk about it later this year. But just a, just a little – I'm just throwing a little teaser out there. Hey, uh, Hey, Jacob. Jacob DeGrom. You're not starting tomorrow in your team's arguably most important game of the year so far. What does that say? What are the Mets telling you? <laughs> maybe Sterile they're trying to say. Maybe they're trying to say something. That's all I'm going to say.
0: Starting tomorrow, I don't even know. Scherzer. Interesting. He's not even the Grams.
1: The Grams not even penciled in for Game Two.
0: Postseason experience. Well, who's two then? Uh,
1: I want to say they have talked about maybe Carrasco. Uh, I think it all depends on Game One for them. As far as uh, who's game two, but anyways, uh, so yeah, Jacob. Not to not to stir the pot, but hey, you're not starting game one of your playoff, so uh, and you're also going to be a free agent next year. So I'm just going to throw that out there. But yeah, I'm going. I'm going Astros Braves. Uh, but as far as just fanboy, who I want to see, I would I would love to see the Mariners make it. I would love to see uh, God. To be honest, I wouldn't mind seeing the Blue Jays, and mm-hmm. I wouldn't mind. Uh, I think everybody's sleeping on the Guardians. I know they're in the weakest division, but uh they're still solid. Uh they're young. They got one of the best closers in the game too. They got one of the best closers, they've got an awesome rotation, they run the bases very well. It's going to be exciting. Uh I want to watch, you know, like you said, I'm I'm excited about Swarber. I want to see him hit some Swar bombs. I think St. Louis is sleeping on him. Uh, you're starting Jose Quintana game 1. I'm I'm ready to watch the Cardinals lose early. Uh, but yeah, I'm going I'm going uh Astros-Braves, I think Astros win it. You know, you mentioned the two teams that I have tickets
0: on uh, as far as like preseason wagers go. I put a ticket in on the Blue Jays to win the American League, and I put a ticket on the Seattle Mariners to win the World Series. So if one of those two things happen, I'll be happy. I hope they
1: do. I really do. I would love to see that, man. I would like I want to see him win that. Like either one of those two teams. If mm-hmm. I had to pick one, obviously I'd been saying Seattle, but either one of those two teams, man. Like Toronto playoff games, I would love it like Oh, it's electric, man. It's dude, electric. Like, I, wish, I wish oh. I wish there was like this rule where all the teams in the playoffs. I had this thought the other day. I know I'm sure somebody else has had it. What if like playoff teams? could almost sign players that aren't that didn't make the playoffs almost as mercenaries maybe players maybe something like if a, if a player is going to be a free agent uh the next year let's let's say Shohei was a free agent next year at the end of the regular season you could sign Shohei but maybe like it it cost you it would cost you like hey you'd have maybe like a minimum amount of money as well as like it cost you uh I don't know, some type of X amount of picks, something, you know, like I just I don't know. Just something like that. It'd be cool. But uh just because I, I say that imagine I just I am I, I love that Strowman's on you know on the Cubs, but like just watching Strowman pitch in Toronto a few years ago it was, was fun was awesome. Like that was just electric. So like, oh, yeah, I'm Toronto. hoping, man.
0: There's not a there's not many places that top that atmosphere in the playoffs. No, because it's really a whole country, though.
1: Toronto. It's it's the whole entire all of Canada. That's Canada's team. Mm-hmm. So like that place is gonna be rocking. But the, I think do they play in? C, let me see. No, they play in Toronto. Yeah, they play in Toronto tomorrow. At, uh, oh yeah, all three games at Toronto starting tomorrow at three o'clock. That place is gonna be rocking. I, I can't wait to watch that game. And yeah, real quick. Uh, what, well, no, I'm sorry. What's your who do you who do you got? Who do you got? As no, go as ahead. The, what's
0: what was your uh, thought there?
1: I was just going to say as far as uh, the the schedule for tomorrow, but uh, go ahead and let's hear your pick.
0: All right, so I'm with you on the Astros. I do think they're just such a complete team. Uh, I, I yeah, Verlander that whole that rotation. Their their pitching is just that's something that I don't think a lot of people were expecting. Once you lose like a guy like Garrett Cole, who wasn't and Berlin, is freaking
1: 30. Was he 39 or 40?
0: He's old. He's just like, it's Max Scherzer. Like these two guys just keep doing it. They're like the ageless wonders of the game. Um, Along with maybe Nelson Cruz, who probably didn't have the best year that he's had, but but,
1: he's done. He said he's playing next year.
0: Yeah. I mean, (laughs) Hey, looking for a team that can, You know, you need a little slug. I don't know. I don't even know what his final numbers were, but I know he wasn't putting up his career in the season. Um, But, hey, nonetheless, I think the Astros are going for the AL. That's not what I want to happen. I want one of the two teams that you mentioned. Yeah. And then on the NL side, I don't think the Mets are going to Met. I think that rotation. Yeah, I think with that rotation, I think uh, when you got a guy like DeGrom and you have Max Scherzer, as long as DeGrom stays healthy, which – you know he has so far. Mm-hmm. Um, you got other pieces there too. You have, along with Emmanuel Clase, uh, with the Guardians, arguably the best closer in the game too. With Edwin yeah. Diaz, um, love that he comes out with the trumpets too. That's that just
1: cool. That needs yeah. to be like, like that needs. People to been be- making fun I of it lately. That. I don't understand. Yeah, it. I don't either. Like people want to say all this stuff between that, and then uh, what is it like the Braves do when 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 an opposing pitcher like if, if a if they knock a pitcher out, like they turn the lights off and flash the lights, like if people want to say it's Bush League, I think it's cool as hell.
0: Uh, it's it's, been, it's something for the fan experience that they're at when they're at the game too. Like It's so cool.
1: I, I feel yeah. like anyways, I make it a huge event. Like have fireworks shoot out, fl- you know, flamethrowers, whatever. Like what is it in is it Japan, like where the pitcher or the closer comes out, like in those big uh, hover things or whatever, have you seen that?
0: What's that? Go ahead.
1: Like I but, want to say, it's is in Japan where like they're, they're relievers or closers or maybe it's like the the manager. He, like he comes out like in one of those flying hover things or whatever. Like have you seen that? Oh
0: no, I don't think I've dude, seen. Dude, like that.
1: it's awesome. Like I love it. I if people that want to say oh it's boost league blah blah blah, it's like dude, grow like get over whatever. it. Like it's not it's not nineteen you know nineteen ninety. People look for anything, any
0: right. any reason to complain. And Jeremiah says I'd hate it if it was Mets versus Yankees, a little Subway Series again rematch. I don't know. I mean, that's a, I haven't seen that for a while, but it'd be exciting.
1: Be. But yeah, I just don't want to see the
0: Yankees. I, want I don't to want to see the Yankees either. Out. I would
1: be rooting for Rizzo and for Efra. Yeah, I want. I want Rizzo um, to. Go- I'd love to see Rizzo do good. I'd love to see Swarber do good. I think people. Uh, that's another one. I think. I think people are sweet. Uh, I think the Cardinals are sleeping on the Phillies. That uh,
0: rotation's good there too. We got Nola. You got, Nola, you got Wheeler. Rangers Torres
1: their defense isn't the greatest but man if they can slug some slug a couple of home runs uh don't be surprised if uh, St. Louis gets knocked out early that'd be a real shame for uh, Yeah,
0: who did who did you have winning it?
1: I'm going I'm going Phillies. I'm going Phillies just because you're starting the series against uh you're starting and I'm I'm not just saying this because we're a Cubs podcast.
0: No, I, I got think, the I got the Phillies winning that series too. I, was I talking think the World Series
1: Oh, oh the ahead. World Series. Oh, who I got winning? Oh, I got Houston winning. I got Houston beating the Braves okay. this time. Uh, but yeah, I think I think they're sleeping on the Phillies. When you no no offense to Jose Quintana, but it's game one. Uh to be yeah, honest, I, I think I think all four of these games tomorrow, all four of these game ones are must-win games because it's there's three-game series. Um, uh, but uh when you're gonna start off with Jose Quintana. I don't know. I mean, I know the Phillies got a couple of lefties in their lineup, but I, me personally, I don't get why you wouldn't go with like Wainwright or uh, I think or whoever. Uh, I could be that, wrong about this, but
0: is there something with his home and road splits that maybe they want him to just start maybe. the home game, and, but they don't want him to start in a potential like if they're down 0-1 at home? I, I guess. Or I don't, I don't know how I this mean, really works for the – like what's the second game? Where's the second game?
1: Oh, they're all at, they're all at St. Louis. All these wild card games, like, are at. They're all at. Uh, they don't swap. Oh, there's no swapping. There's no they, swapping. Now the next the next round, the five game round, the DSs they swap. I think it. I yeah, think I wasn't was aware going. of that for the wild card. Yeah, this year. for the wild card, they're all at. You know, so like, just real quick, tomorrow we've got uh, Tampa Bay and Cleveland at eleven o seven on ESPN. Uh, at Cleveland. Uh, Phillies, Cardinals, one o'clock. Mariners, Blue Jays, three o'clock. Padres, Mets, seven o'clock. And then tomorrow, basically, the, well, not the same lineup, but all four play tomorrow. Same story. They're all playing uh, at Cleveland, at Toronto, at New York, at St. Louis. And then okay. Sunday, same difference, I guess, just because it's the wild card round.
0: Mm-hmm. But yeah, yeah that's one, odd uh, though. I, I didn't realize they were doing that. But yeah, I, I mean, I guess it makes sense because it they, was.
1: It's confused. It, I was confused, like. Up until just a few days ago, I was like, I didn't realize what the playoff format was going to be, uh, especially with the third wild card. And uh-huh. as far as who, which one is the buy and which one isn't. But uh, I want to say the DS, I think the DS changes to 2-2-1, two, two, like two at home and then two you trade. Yeah, that the makes sense. The first two one place first, two, and then the last one, I think that's how it's going to go.
0: Uh-huh. Well, yeah, I so my pick, I guess I have the Mets uh i guess i don't know if i said that but i i do have the mets pulling it out beating the astros um it's i don't know man i i know met's gonna met you hear it all the time Mets gonna met i just think that with that rotation and they're a pretty damn
1: complete team i know they didn't come through against the braves
0: um it wouldn't hey, it, it,
1: it wouldn't surprise me if they won it it wouldn't surprise me if they want it to like um, they can go – the, they're one of those teams that, like, can click, uh, like with what you said with the rotation. So, I would. it wouldn't surprise them if they won. At the same time, it wouldn't surprise them if they lost the first two against the Padres.
0: No, nothing would shock me, man. Postseason baseball, best time of year. It's crazy, man. It's, it's going to be fun to watch. I'm excited for – I just love the electricity of some October baseball, man, and hopefully the Cubs career. will be there next year. Tyler – before we get out of here, we've been doing this for a little over an hour now. Um, actually, we went, we probably went a half hour longer than, we oh wanted God, to. Yeah. but it, this was great, man. We, we've, you know, we, we start talking been, baseball, we great. start talking Cubs and you never know what we're going to.
1: It how, is. It's hard. It's hard, hard to put a time limit on it when we're just, I mean, you just keep going and can't stop. <laughs> can't stop. Won't stop. Rockefeller no. records, baby. Um, yeah.
0: Appreciate you guys in the comment section, Scott from Iowa, Jeremiah, all you guys, uh, we appreciate the love. Anybody listening, watching, following us all season long, right? Um, this has been a, like I said, this has been a, an awesome year on yeah. many levels. Um, and be
1: on the lookout, guys. Uh, uh, we all talked about it off. You know, me, you, Ron, and uh, Juice. I talked about it earlier as far as a couple off season ideas we have. Like Juice had an awesome idea, and I feel like you, you know, everybody's. I think people are gonna like it. It's a good idea as far as you know off season stuff.
0: Oh, we've got the yeah, we've got things Definitely prepared ideas. and lined up. Juice came with the fire today in our in our Slack channel as far as like some ideas for off season oh, yeah. content, good idea. Uh, shows that we're gonna do. Uh probably maybe even some of those wind up being articles or something. Yeah. Um, you know, we've we've got some stuff in the works here, and I'm excited to even do some of the stuff that we came up
1: with. Pre-show. Just just for the show yeah there's a yeah, lot of, like, that's the one thing about the offseason you can talk about the moves but then you can just you can you can you can make up so much stuff. what ifs you know what should have been just all kinds of stuff it's exciting yeah there's a lot that we can go coming.
0: dive into old trades and you know past stuff and that's what took us so long before we get on here but tyler with that said any final thoughts on the final series of the season uh we're going to like we said, and maybe five of the last turnout and maybe as far as
1: as far as the as far as the final season or as the as the final series, uh yeah, we took one out of three, but still, man, uh nice note there at the end of the game or the last series or the last game uh, with the big offensive explosion. And the pitching, man, the pitching was just – pitching has given me a lot of positive vibes for next year. Love to – just love to see it. And I'll just say it for the 15th time probably. Just – it has gotten me excited for next year.
0: Yeah, the vibes are strong. The vibes are high. You can't – I don't know how you this off season not to this offseason not feel good as a Cubs fan. Unless they do nothing, which I do not anticipate uh, this offseason – Unless they do nothing and no moves, there's no reason for anything other than hope and doing good right now. Like This is not the side of town uh, where things are like, what are they really going to do this offseason? What can do? There's a lot that can do this offseason. So it should be fun. It should be interesting. Uh, we say so long to you guys. Uh, Buckle, uh, up. Uh,
1: Buckle yeah, up. up.
0: Buckle up. Buckle uh, up. It'll be fun, man. Tyler, with that said, um, I, I want to remind everyone, our episode of Cubs on Tap is sponsored by, presented by OnTapSportsNet.com. Uh, you can find all of our great articles over there for Chicago sports-related content at OnTap Sportsnet on all social media platforms. We are Cubs on Tap at Cubbies on Tap, C-U-B-B-I-E-S on Tap. I'm at Joey Knows Nothing. Tyler is at Teddy freddy 270 Once again, you can find all of your Chicago sports-related content, bets, golf, Uh, Beer reviews entertainment at ontapsportsnet.com. Tyler, this has been a blast. It has. What do you say we get out of here? The only way we know how.
1: I've missed saying it. Fuck the Cardinals. Hey, and by the way, St. Louis, fuck your little playoff motto grind, grind the pepper, grind the pepper, really? And uh, exactly. Uh, And hey, St. Louis, it'd be a real shame if you guys lost the first two. I don't think it'd be a shame at all. I don't think it'd be a shame at all. You're right. It wouldn't be. And let's go, Cubs.